0: I love it when you read to me. This is People of the Book with Janice Liebowitz.
1: I am Janice Liebowitz and you are my People of the Book. And it is March and March means Jewish Literary Festival. We are very excited that the Jewish Literary Festival is back. It's on the 21st of March. It is a public holiday. It's Human Rights Day and here to talk about everything JLF 2023 are the co-chairs of this year's festival, Karen Goodkin and Vanessa Vulcan. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Great to have you. And we are chatting everything to do with JLF. It is very exciting. But let's take a step back. How did the festival originate? Where did it come from? Where did it start? How did it start? Give me some insight into where it came from.
0: Thanks, Janice. So in about 2015, the idea was conceived by Viv Anstey, Cindy Moritz, and Joe Jowl. And they came together with this, realized that there was this lack in particularly the Cape Town Jewish community, but the South African Jewish community as a whole and that there was nothing that focused purely on us as people of the book, as you said. So they then put feelers out to other people, uh, some of whom was us, and got a committee together. And we had our first festival in 2016. We had a second one in 2018 because we realized initially we thought we were going to do it annually, but it was just way too much work for a team of volunteers to pull off one every year. And then our third festival was scheduled for March 2020, and our, most of our authors had already arrived in Cape Town, and we had to make the very difficult position, uh, decision on the Thursday before the festival on the Sunday to cancel it in light of the pandemic.
1: Yeah, no, I had actually just arrived in Cape Town, <laughs> I remember that an hour before that that uh, message went out. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know what was about to hit us, of course. Okay. And yeah, that message arrived, and it was like, oh, what now? But as you say, devastating after all that preparation and all that that hard work and all that love and passion that you'd put into it. And then to have to cancel. It,
0: was, it was an awful feeling. I mean, the then committee sat in a room at Joe Jal Goldstein's home and we were just like, I can't believe what we've just done. You know, we were in the middle of a meeting. We were in the middle of our final planning meeting and all of a sudden, all of our phones started pinging. And it was our kids, most of whom were at who were saying, you've got to come and fetch me the school's shut. Um And... We just looked at each other and it was like, this is real. We we can't. Not only are people not going to come on Sunday, but it would be irresponsible of us to continue.
2: That being said, we landed up doing a lot of Zoom sessions over the year when there were Zooms going on for the Jewish Report, et cetera. We had Zooms of some of our authors too. So we made up for it a little bit, but it was yeah, never we, the we same as our the, one day book. We called it
0: JLF at, at home, home. Yeah. And we ran it on a series of Thursday nights. So we did then manage to run a lot of the sessions that yeah. we had planned.
1: Yeah. I know. And I know I um A lot of the authors, I think, you know, because there is, you know, book people are a community. We're a global community. And because there's such a love for what we do, everyone comes on board. And I think that was why there was such a willingness to then, I mean, as much as I think we've all come to dislike the words that are associated with the pandemic, but there was that willingness to pivot and move things online. Yes. And the authors were willing to then adjust. And I think there was a huge response to those online sessions that you, you had.
2: Absolutely.
1: And people who had tickets to the festival, but then they had access to those online sessions. How did that yes. work?
0: Yes, automatically. So if you were a ticket holder, you automatically had access to every, I think we ran about 12 sessions over a three month period and you automatically, and if you weren't a ticket holder, you could then buy in tickets for individual sessions.
1: But we've moved on. We've moved on. We've, we've yeah. got through it <laughs> and it's now 2023. We're having a live festival once again. So the planning stages, where were your heads at? I mean, what were you thinking when it came to like, right, we're going to go back into having this Well, because I know there was possibly at one stage the thought of having, you know, kind of a, are we going to do live? Is it going to be online and live? Is it, you know, what was your thinking when you started planning this? We did consider doing some of it online
2: and then we decided logistically it was complex, expensive and took away from the live experience because our speakers would be speaking to an uh, uh, you know, remote audience and to the people there. And then we really just went with an in-person event and, um, we're very excited that it, that is what it is. We have, we've changed the format somewhat instead of just simple Q and A's with authors and interviewers. We now are having panels and we've chosen some fascinating topics and we've got like two or three authors, uh, with each interviewer. And because it's human rights. Day. Some of them um, cater to that theme, and some, and a lot of the topics are very current issues. You know, we have a, a community of forty five thousand Jews, with and we have at least fifty new books in the last three years, which is amazing and while there is some fiction a lot of it is non-fiction on issues that affect us from what are some of our themes Karen Just from to- you know there's
0: issues like minority identities and between the minority and the the majority there's issues around trauma anxiety uh, seeking justice, obviously, um, anti-Semitism, breaking boundaries, and very, very relevant and very topical. And uh, another, I think, innovation is how we've reduced the number of sessions and the number of venues, whereas at our... Previous festival, we had planned for seven time slots and seven venues. So there were 49 sessions in all. We now have 28 sessions. Uh, so it's 27 sessions that you choose in the different time slots. And then we have one plenary session at the end of the day with our, with our guest of honor. So there's a little bit less of that. Oh my God, there's so many things that I want to see in this session. Um, you, you still do have to pick one out of five yeah. in every
2: session, uh-huh.
0: but it's a little bit more manageable.
2: And it starts at nine and will end around five.
0: Full day, lunch, coffee. Yes. That's all included in your ticket. The one thing that we haven't changed is um, our model is that you buy a ticket for the day, and when you're there, you choose the sessions that you go to. So while it's useful to look at the program and prepare for the ones you want, you don't
1: have to book individual tickets. Yeah, you can just come and choose when you're there. Okay, so that's how the day is structured. Um yes. I know in previous years there was a children's program. Not this year.
2: We're not having a children's program.
1: No. Why did we decide against
0: that? It took up a lot of space, which that space that we're now going to be using for the book lounge and somewhere for the authors to sit. And um, it was a lot of logistics, a lot of planning, a lot of um, work around security and ensuring the children's safety. And actually the uptake was never that great. So it it just wasn't worth our while to go to all of that trouble for the
1: maybe 20 children who would come. Right. You are listening to People of the Book, and I am chatting all things Jewish Literary Festival with the co-chairs, Vanessa Balkin and Karen Gritkin.
2: I love
0: it when you read to me. This is People of the Book with Janice Liebowitz.
1: And I'm back. We're talking all things Jewish Literary Festival today. And my guests are the co-chairs of the festival. Karen Goodkin, and Vanessa Valkin. And before the break, we were talking about the structure of the day. And you mentioned that the day ends with a plenary session with your special guest. So tell us. Yes. yes, we're, yes. Very, yes. we're, we're very, very excited.
2: Guest. Yes, I'm talking ahead of you. Um, we've um, managed to um, invite, and he has accepted, um, a very famous British historian, Simon Sebag Montefiore, Um, who's written numerous books. His focus has been on Russia quite a bit. He wrote a book on Stalin and young Stalin, the Romanovs. He's even written some novels around that era. But um, his latest book is called The World, and it takes a wide-angle lens to global history and looks at the, the sort of bad behavior of ruling families through the ages. I mean, I'm going through the book now myself. I'm absolutely flabbergasted by how rulers behave. Killings, the incest, the the level of sodomy, the wild parties, the hedonism, the suffering, the punishments. It's it's just absolutely mind-blowing. And he, he sort of looks at all the ruling families of all the major powers in the world for the last, you know, three thousand years. And thus the book is fourteen hundred pages. So it's really quite a tome. And, you know, he's obviously going to focus on highlights. He's a very entertaining speaker. And he'll be chatting to Professor Hugh Corder, who's um, a professor emeritus of public law at UCT. And uh, that that will be our our final session. We even have Hertzlier
1: students trying to tackle the book at present, and they're going to be asking some questions as well. That is amazing. And like you say, I mean, the book is quite the doorstopper. Um, it, it's, it's enormous, but it's got a gorgeous cover. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> you can see it. It is beautiful. Um, and that said, the books will be on sale on the day? Yes. Our,
0: our book selling partner is the book lounge. They've uh, we've partnered with them for the last few festivals and they will have a a pop up shop at the gardens uh, community campus and they will have available the books of all the authors as well as the the moderators or, or interviewers, those of them
1: that have written books. Okay, so tell me. So now you've got all these sessions, you've got these panels, you've invited speakers, and there are other international speakers as well who we're going to chat about shortly. How do you go about selecting who you invite to speak at a festival like this? And how do you decide who who gets invited, who gets excluded? What are um, the criteria? What are the criteria Uh, for that? I'd say that
2: we look at new authors, since the last festival that are jewish or writing about jewish content that are south african or maybe south africans living abroad that have been published by a recognized publisher we have like one or two self-published but that's a very unusual and um we contact them and and out of that came 50 new authors in the last three or four years and that's who we've included and then what we did in order to make panels, you know, that are two or three orders, we look for common themes. So, um, we found um, two or three authors who'd written about how their political passions or leanings informed their personal lives and have written their personal stories. And we put them on a panel together or we looked at t- uh, two unusual entrepreneurs like Alan Amber and Rail Levitt who've written about their business journeys and we put them together on a panel. And then we look for people suitable to interview them, either other authors or someone who has a specialty in that area or is a
1: journalist. And that's how we built it, brick by brick. So, I mean, not easy. And I'm sure, and I'm sure you get approached by people who want to participate and need to be let down quite gently, which is not easy.
0: Yeah, we do. Um, we, we either get approached by people or by the publishers who, who try and sell a particular book to us. And, I mean, generally, if the book has been published by a recognized publisher and the topic is not too arcane, you know, or, or, or something that we can't tie in anywhere, then we are happy to feature those authors. The, the difficulty comes more with the self-published authors who often we we read the book and either it's just not Very well written or it's not captivating and then we just have to say, you know, sorry, it's, it's not a fit for us. But it is hard. It It is
1: hard. No, no, it's not. Especially when they are often, you know, part of our communities and tell me.
2: we didn't have too many of those this time. If we didn't back.
0: have too yeah. many this time. In yeah. previous years, we, have we actually put out like a call for applications in the very beginning when we were just starting, when we didn't have the established relationships with the publishers and that. And there we, you know, we did receive a lot more of those kind of, yeah, you r- know, random. shall I say, books that maybe is useful for the family of the person because they're telling the family story, but it's not
1: really of literary value. Right, right. It's, it's, it's not easy because I mean, you know, people write books that, that are relevant to them and obviously they're proud of their work, but, um, it doesn't often have a place out there fully really understand. Tell me a bit more about our international visitors and our international visiting authors who are going to be there. Obviously, we're going to talk a lot about our local authors who are we, we're very proud of. But tell me about the international um guests who are going to be there.
2: We have Louisa Um Krieger, who is um London based. I think her mother's South African, um, and she will be talking about her in a session called "Writing Historical Fiction," she'll be talking along with Mark Winkler, and um, she wrote a book about Nellie Bly, who was the world's first female investigative journalist. Yeah, that—that that was Mad Woman. woman yeah. Yeah. Mad Woman. Then we have um, another session called "Person on the Political," where Judge Dennis Davis will talk to three authors whose political consciousness has shaped their lives and their books. And, uh, we have from London, apartheid activist John Schlapaberski coming, as well as, um, Dennis Hurson, who is quite a prolific author and, a lawyer. Uh, I from, think he's based in, he's France. in France. Yeah. Yeah. And, and another, uh, author, David Dyson. So there we have, um, two international authors. Um, Beverly Lester. Beverly Lester is a, um, author coming from England. Then we okay. have
0: I must say our focus is very much on local authors. Yes. Yes. Um and we are very excited that this year through a um a discount afforded to us by Lyft Airlines we are actually bringing out uh many jo- many of our almost 20 from Johannesburg. Yeah. That's great. That is awesome. So so tell me who they are. So from Joburg we have uh, we have a very intriguingly titled session called What the Dead Tell Me. And there, uh, Joburg's Mandy Wiener will be chatting with Joburg's Anthony Altbeaker, Joburg's Dr. Ryan Blumenthal, and Joburg's Dr. Nahama Brody. So that session is all well-known, um, Joburg authors and journalists. Uh, then I, uh, Colin Coleman, also from, from Joburg, he will be speaking with Tony Leon in a session called South Africa, what next? Mm, I think uh, all <laughs> wouldn't we
2: just? And then we have another session with Mandy, where, um, sh- uh, Mandy and, um, Joe and Joel, who's one of our co-founders and Dominique Malherbe, um, uh, we'll be talking about writing, biography, and the relationship between author and subject. And hosting that session will be Annika Larson, who just interviewed Andre to this right. week at ESCOM. So we're very excited to have Annika. That's um, although She's based here. Um, we have uh, another Joburg person who's recently moved to Cape Town, Richard Sutton, who's going to be talking about his wellness book, Thrive. Um, another session
0: with two Joburg presenters we've called Memory and How We Remember, and author and publisher Karina Shurek will be talking to Cape Capetonian Professor Leslie Swartz, and then two Joburg authors, Anne Lapidus-Brest, and Professor Tanya Sakota. Who is an academic who has written about film and film as a means of preserving memory with a special focus on Poland and Germany. So we're looking forward to that, to that session.
2: And also Anton Harbour is coming from Joburg. He, I think, runs the media department at WITS. And he's going to be doing uh, two sessions, one on ambiguous legacies, talking to journalist Jonathan Anser, who wrote a biography of Pravin Gordon, and Professor David Brock Katz, who wrote one about Jan Smuts. And now he'll be talking about those controversial figures. And then, of
0: course, when you talk Joburg authors, uh, we're both Sidleys will be at the festival. Stephen Boyke Sidley, in a with his book Beyond Bitcoin, will be in a session called Disruption: Who and What Is Changing Our World. And the other author there will be Ronan Ayers, also from, from Joburg, and they'll be chatting to Ron Noina, who's
1: the host of CNBC's Crypto Trader Show. Another yes, thing, it's all, that, there's an amazing, amazing selection. We are chatting all about the sessions at the Jewish Literary Festival, and you're listening to People of the Book. I love it when you-
0: this is People of the Book with Janice Liebowitz.
1: This is People of the Book and I'm Janice Leibovitz and today we are talking all things Jewish Literary Festival. My guests are the co-chairs of the festival, Karen Goodkin and Vanessa Vulcan. And now we are talking all about the sessions and who all the guest authors are and we've been chatting about all the authors who are coming from Joburg. And we've been talking about all the different sessions. And I'm telling you, you are going to be spoiled for choice. I know I certainly am. You were talking but about. No, because
2: you should come down because it's a long weekend. Our festival's on Tuesday, the 21st of March. There's no school on Monday, the 20th of March. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, it's a great time to come to Cape Town. And I think our weather's been better
1: than yours. Yeah, I mean, who needs an excuse to go to Cape Town, quite honestly, really? Another thing that we've done this year a little bit differently is that we've,
0: we've cast the net a bit wider for for moderators and that so we have a far more diverse section of moderators so in our sporting panel which is called going for gold Jews in sport our uh, moderator there is sportscaster Tapfuma Makina, and he will be talking to Peter Lindberg, Lindenberg, who recently released his um, autobiography, and then Michael Myerson, who's coming from Australia and who has written a book about Jews in the Olympics. So that that's interesting. And then another uh, beautiful panel is... It's on otherness, the relationship between minority and majority identities. And there we have well-known journalist and author Haji Muhammad Dawji, uh talking to Professor Leslie Swartz and lawyer and researcher Vanya Gastro, who's written a beautiful book about the Somali shop traders and their difficult relationship with the communities
2: in which they live. And um, we've also got a few sessions that are Jewish and on Jewish community. Uh, one is called Jewish Geography, Building Jewish Communities. Uh, Professor Richard Mendelsohn, who wrote about the Jews of Paro, Charlotte Wiener, who's Mandy Wiener's mother and who lives in Israel, has written about the Jews of Limpopo, and they will be talking to one of our JLFT members with Anstey, who's very involved in community um, about Jews in far-fung places. We have another one on Jews and anti-Semitism in South Africa uh, with Professor Deborah Pozel and anti-Semitism expert Milton Shane, and they'll be talking to Richard Mendelssohn as well about this relevant topic.
0: And one of Joburg's well-loved literary characters, Gus Silber, will be um, moderating two of our panels, one on breaking boundaries through the arts, where he's talking to three South African entertainment icons, Aviva Pelham, Peter Dirk Ace, and Des Lindbergh, about their work and how their work sometimes made uncomfortable statements about the status quo. And he will then also be doing an, uh, another session with two well-known photographers, David Lurie and Paul Weinberg,
1: about telling stories through photographs. I have to say, these sound absolutely fascinating. And the way these have been, I mean, it's such a well-curated collection of, of authors, of, of panels, of, of moderators. The time this must have taken, I can't even imagine. We've been
2: working for months. It
0: has. People often ask, like, when do you start working? Well, you pretty much start working when one festival ends and you start just gathering information
1: about what is out there. But I would say the past sort of nine months have been been pretty full on. Because, I mean, I know that, that the plan was originally to do a festival last year with two years after the previous festival was meant to be, and yes. you know, but everything was so up in the air. It's you know, to it, be fair, it
0: was, and I think we wouldn't have received such widespread support last year. People were very much not sure about going out.
1: That's true, and you know, and things were, things were had opened up, then things shut down, and, and it was, yes. especially with travel. It was yeah. an international travel, and it was it was all just a bit of a mess. And look, we're we're very lucky to be in in the situation we are in now. So these authors that you've mentioned, I know that I have had the privilege of interviewing quite a few of them and reading quite a few of the books. The books are outstanding. I mean, the the caliber of the quality is top notch. Like you say, I mean, you've really chosen the best of the best out there. And it's not only just what's available, it's, it's really the quality of what's available. And we're very lucky to have that available here and so readily available.
0: Yes. And I think Vanessa touched on it earlier that, um, often when you think of writing a book, we, we think of fiction, but in The vast majority of the books that we are featuring are nonfiction and are are really bringing very interesting voices to these relevant Topics. For example, we've got uh, Professor Anton Haber in a session called Fear Factor, Myths Perpetuated by the Media, talking to Dr. Nahama Brody and Joe Berg's Nikki Falcoff about that worry, that anxiety that so many of us carry around with us and to what extent does the media, uh, you know, exacerbate this. There really is something for everyone and very, very
1: topical sessions and for me I mean I do prefer fiction and I know that in South Africa particularly the majority of books or the higher percentage of books being published in South Africa are non-fiction but the topics yeah. here are relevant they're interesting and as I said earlier they've been the panels have been put together in such a way that seeing the moderators are interesting and I think it's going to be interesting and entertaining.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, the, the one fiction panel that we're looking forward to is two Joburg authors, Gail Schimmel and Kate Sidley, who co-write as Katie Gale, and we've called that Murder They Wrote. And they're talking to author Hedy Lampett
1: about their, their popular cozy mystery series. They've actually written and they, they're busy with their second series. They've written. Correct. There was yes. the Epiphany Bloom yes. Yes. series
0: and, and now there's another. So, you know, that's there for the fiction lovers. There's also, as we mentioned earlier, the, the writing historical fiction and there is another panel on facing fact through, through fiction yes. because we find that often the authors don't want to call their book non-fiction because they want a little bit of, of creative license. Yeah. But th- that these stories are all based in fact. And, and we've got three authors that will be speaking to, um, PR Maven, Beryl Eichenberger, um, and that's Hedy Lampert, Beverly Lester and Angela Rothbass. And they all tell stories that, that are based in fact.
1: Not only are the, their stories based in fact, but they are based on their own biographical stories. Yes. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Based on
0: their stories. Correct. Yes. I yeah. think with the exception of Angela Rothbard, whose book is based on the story of
2: Holocaust Someone Survivor, Kenny O'Brien. Yes. 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 Well, the authors are often told when they're starting to write, um, they're told to
1: write what they know. So, you know, it is about writing based on personal experience. Yes, very much so. And I have to say that's going to be fascinating because Beryl is one of the best interviewers that I have ever had the pleasure of listening to.
0: Yeah, so lovely to hear. Yeah, we'll certainly pass that on to her because Beryl is a is a JLF stalwart. She's been with us on the committee from from the beginning. From the beginning from the very first festival, and she handles a lot of our PR. And social media and
2: make sure that news is getting out about the festival because we sometimes get bogged down in the logistics and the programming, but...
0: And oh. not to not to forget the forribles. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, with the best intentions, we put a panel together that we think is really gonna work and then you email the the authors and
2: they don't like
0: and they, really they like, like no, the other people. I'm not
2: gonna be on this panel with that person. My
0: no. uncle had a forribble with um, them. No yeah. 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 I mean listen, it wouldn't be the Jewish literary festival without a, that.
1: Yeah. It's like trying to do the seating at a wedding. Exactly. 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 (laughs) Oh my God! I mean, I I think it would just be an honor to be invited to be on a panel at a festival. (laughs) Yes, you would think. (laughs) And then you have to pick and choose and complain. Oh my God, the chutzpah!
0: And we we have Chaya M's Benji Shulman, yes, joining us as a as a moderator.
2: Yeah. He's going to be talking to, um, Adam Mendelssohn about his book, uh, called, I don't know, I don't have the title of the book here. Oh, it's called War Talk. Oh, oh yeah. That's that's session title, but the title, t- the session's called War Talk Jews in the Military. And it's why Jewish soldiers decided to enlist in the American Civil War and about their efforts to create community within the ranks. So we've got some high FM Yes. Uh, incredible. And you, and you, Janice. We
0: <laughs> are, yes, Janice, you have been a great supporter of the festival, the festival yeah. virtually from the beginning. I, I think you've attended
1: all of the festivals. No, I've, I've only actually attended one and almost okay. another one. So 2018 you were there and, and 2020, 2020 you were I would You were <laughs> That's there. Right. That's
0: right. I would say. Yeah, we, we're very grateful. For your support as well,
1: you are very. And of very course,
0: good. I think we've forgotten to say that for the first time this year, CHI-FM has come on board as a partner to the Jewish Literary Festival. Mm-hmm. So we were very excited about that and and very grateful. And um,
2: Karen and I were just discussing. Our- our team who are all volunteers are absolutely amazing. We work well together. People give their heart and soul to this purely because they love books. They love festivals. They love the planning. We're all big readers and we get together every two weeks and we sit and we work and there's a lot of coordination and, and you know, and people have different views, but our team works amazingly, which is why we keep coming back year after year. Yes.
1: You are listening to People of the Book, and if you're wondering what we are talking about, we are talking today about the Jewish Literary Festival.
0: I love it when you read to me. This is People of the Book with Janice Leibovitz.
1: I'm Janice Leibovitz. Today we are talking about JLF 2023, the Jewish Literary Festival, My guests are the co-chairs, Karen Goodkin and Vanessa Valken. And that's a very interesting point that you brought up just before the break. The fact that your team have been on board since the beginning and have practically not changed since then, which just shows how much you enjoy working together. And I mean, everyone has disagreements and, and you know, people are different. People have different ideas. But the fact that the team have remained pretty much the same, you've taken on different roles over the years, but the yes. team yes. has remained solid throughout.
2: And it's good because we have the history. Then you have the knowledge of what's been done before, what works, what doesn't work. And um, it makes it a valuable team.
0: Vanessa, and my first year, as, as co-chairs, yeah. chairing the festival, uh, we were on the, the programming, uh, committee before I did a little bit of marketing and Vanessa, a bit of fundraising. So it, it's been quite a learning curve for us as well this year.
1: I just know, I mean, there's so much that goes into planning something of this magnitude. And I just know from, from, I wouldn't say I came on board for this festival, but I have, Sort of semi being part of the process and don't have a clue what's going on half the time. Um, but just to see the way the the synergy, it just works. You guys just know what clicks and everything just works so well. And you know what what to try, what not to try, what to discard. And I think that it just works smoothly. And I know that over the years, so many people have said. We need to do this in Joburg. Why don't we do this in Joburg? I don't know why we haven't, but I do know why this works, where it works, and how it works.
0: Please, Janice, that's a great point because we have been contacted in the past by different people from Joburg wanting to get something like this going. Um, and, I mean, now more than ever, we extend the invitation, come down, come and see what it's all about uh, come and chat to us and, and just come and experience it for yourself and see that with the right people working together, there's no reason yeah, why it can you be
1: can't be done. put it on in Joburg.
2: Absolutely.
1: There's just one point I want to make with regards to that. This is not done as a profit making exercise. Yes. Am I right?
0: It is not that. at, we're a, a non-profit. And it's done
2: on a shoestring budget. And we rely on donations. That's donations and ticket sales. And um, our tickets, I think, are very cheap, 350 rand for a full day with coffee and a meal. Um, so, you know, and the rest comes from d- donations, sponsorships. So, yes, it's not like we're a business that we can take on the road to Johannesburg. But maybe if someone wants to pay us in Job <laughs> <Yeah>. they'll come
0: <laughs> they'll and do it. it yes. Yeah, then we'll do they'll it. They'll certainly consider it.
1: Okay, I just want to reiterate the entire team are a team of volunteers. This is a team of volunteers.
2: Yes. Correct. And for and for Karen and I it's like full time at the moment. It's like yeah. a full time job where we're not being paid. But we love it. We, like, do, we do love it. We do love it. <laughs> And yes, we're going to be very nervous on the day. It will be like being, in, it will be like having our children's wedding or yes. mom, because yes. there's so much that can go wrong. The power can go wrong. The people don't show up. Our biggest author is, is sick or misses their plane. And then yes. it's like, what are we going to do? And so there's, there's so many variables that can go wrong on the day as well, which we will still have to. <laughs> try trying not to think about yeah, that. We're now. not thinking about that yet.
1: I, I think I remember in 2018, I remember the weather was atrocious.
2: Oh, that yes. rain at the end. end yeah. Because our winter rains. Hopefully, I mean, I know, I know that the sessions are not held outside, but still. Yeah. It does. But we did have an outside area for sure. But
0: as a precaution this year, we've moved the, the book lounge, uh, in, inside. It's still on that plaza level, but it's in the Sukkah hall. Um, so we have taken that precaution yeah. in case
1: yeah. nature does her yeah. worst. Yeah, because it it does. Excuse the pun, but it does put a damper on things. <laughs> it does indeed. Yeah, you know, and people, uh, you know, I mean, as much as as you know, we, we're South African. You know, we see rain and we don't want to go out in the rain. So people, even though they bought tickets, will decide to stay at home and please
0: we, don't please. Yeah. All the venues are undercover. You don't need to get wet. And there's, and it includes coffee. <laughs> it's coffee. Yes, absolutely. It includes a complimentary coffee. And then there's a coffee bar running throughout the day. You can buy as many hot beverages as you want.
1: And there's food.
2: Yes. Cafe Ritava is catering the food, which, um, because Cafe Ritava is uh, a caterer for Um, Anyone visiting the Holocaust Center, visiting the Jewish Museum, visiting Garden Shul, it's all in the same, um, beautiful square on Hatfield Street in downtown Johannesburg near, uh, downtown Cape Town near Parliament.
1: So the venue is gorgeous. Yes. Yes. You know, the setup is, I have to say, perfect. It really is. And all this work and all this effort and all these authors, everything in one place, and you know, all I have to say is I really thank you for all this work that goes into it. And I think it's going to be amazing. Joe Berg, um, I hope you've booked. It's a long weekend, um, plane tickets, you know, get booking because you know and it's soon. It's in less than three weeks. And No, no. is it? No. No. no it's just over tomorrow is today tuesday no it's yes. fri- friday today, this, is, tuesday. this is going out on friday so um, oh correct friday so friday so yes 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 some yes. three, weeks, three weeks. weeks yes so um yeah it's you know it's really it's, it's something special it's something that, like you were saying, you thought you could do it every year, but there's so much that goes into it. It only happens once every second year. Yes. And don't, don't be that
0: person who reads about it afterwards and yes. says, Oh, I Gosh, wish I'd I, gone.
1: Yes. Or I wish I'd known. Correct. Now you know. And also listen out to Chai FM in the next few weeks because there are going to be some interviews on the various shows with some of the authors who are involved. Absolutely. At the moment, you are listening to People of the Book, and we are talking about the Jewish Literary Festival. I
2: love it when you read
0: to me. This is People of the Book with Janice Liebowitz.
1: I'm Janice Liebowitz. Today we've been talking about JLF, 2023 if you don't know what that is that is the jewish literary festival i've been talking to the co-chairs karen goodkin and vanessa Vulcan. give me all the information where can this be found online if people want to book if people want to see the full program where they are they Go to, to our, our
2: website. If they put into Google "South African Jewish Literary Festival," it will come up an option to book. They'll be able to see all the biographies of our authors and the schedule, a history of the festival, some photos about the team. It's all there to, so and you, you can book on Quicket as well. From
0: the homepage yep. of JewishLiteraryFestival.co.za, you can click straight True. through to the Quicket page to book.
1: Okay, you can also follow the Jewish Literary Festival on Facebook, on Instagram. You will get all the updates. You can see everything. Don't miss out. And Chai FM is very proud to partner with the Jewish Festival, the Jewish Literary Festival this year. And we are so grateful to Chai FM for that partnership. So listen out in the next couple of weeks and I will be interviewing some of the authors, Benji Shulman will be interviewing, I think Howard Feldman, um, Cherise Zeffert, there'll be a spread, it's going to be a very, very interesting few weeks, and really thank you to JLF for allowing us the access to these authors who, you know, there's, there's like you said, something for everyone, non-fiction, fiction, various topics, and just everything, open your minds, and just let the knowledge and the wisdom and the everything just flow in thank you so so much for being my guest today thank have you thanks, thanks so much thanks for the time thank you it has been amazing you have been listening to people of the book take care of yourselves take care of each other read whatever you like but please do read a book